Welcome to Trap Talks. My name is Sushant. I am an e-commerce entrepreneur and each week we bring an inspiring entrepreneur or business person from e-commerce, retail or tech industries to help you discover how to start and grow your own e-commerce business. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let's get started. Hey there entrepreneurs, my name is Sushant and welcome to Trep Talks. This is a show where I interview successful e-commerce entrepreneurs, business executives and thought leaders and ask them questions about their business story and also dive deep into some of the strategies and tactics that they have used to start and grow their businesses. And today I'm really excited to welcome Anthony Rosemont to the show. Anthony is a Parisian chef and founder of Pastries, an online French bakery. Uh, they handcraft macarons and crepes that ship fresh in the entire of United States. And today I'm going to ask Anthony a few questions about his entrepreneurial journey and some of the strategies and tactics that he has used to start and grow his business. So Anthony, thank you so much for joining me today at Trip Talks. Really, really appreciate your time. Thank you guys for having me, Hype. So, um, you know, I was, I was reading online and the head, headline that I read is, the couple left France to build their American dream. Uh, so can you share a little bit about you know, how you came to United States? What was your background and how did you come up with this idea of starting pastries? Yes, sure. So originally I'm an engineer, uh, so I studied material sciences, so really something totally different. And my wife is um, a human resource. So we both had, you know, our careers, but we knew at some point we wanted to do something uh, for ourselves, you know, like our own company. Mm. And um, so at some point we just said, okay, let's see what we can do together, you know. And on my part, I love like online marketing and, you know, doing online businesses and, and you know, uh, making the, big, the, the website looks good and everything around marketing. And on her side, she's really fond of, uh, you know, baking. So since we were in Paris at that time, uh, we started to learn uh, at Le Cordon Bleu, you know, the techniques and all that good stuff uh, for, for the macarons. And that's how we left France back in 2017. We just kind of mixed our skills and our passion together. So she's in charge of the kitchen and I'm in charge, you know, of the business online. And together we have like the, the perfect team, I would say, you know, to, to build something like that. And so, I mean, the value proposition of your business, is it really that this is kind of, you are shipping these macarons um, online? Is that kind of your big value proposition or you, you have in-store experience as well? Yeah, so we started really uh, on, on, on farmer's market originally to test the product. Maybe you have more question about it after, so I keep a... You know, some suspense on this one but yeah the, the value is um is really online first uh because the idea is you know french bakeries you don't have that many in the us or if you have some it's going to be like in big cities so we really wanted to have like the authentic uh macaron you know the, the real ones with the authentic recipe available for everyone um so that's what that's why we decided to go with uh shipping yeah 
is there is there a big map market for macaron like when you when you decided to come up with this idea of having a, an online business selling macarons which is kind of a very defined value proposition um you know did you do any research beforehand to say you know there is a big market in the us and people would be willing to buy this yeah so the first before to leave paris uh we I kind of looked online. I don't know if you know the tool called SEMrush. Uh, it's uh, yeah. an SEO tool, search engine optimization. And it allows you to kind of see the trends of the keywords that's typed in uh, Google. So, uh, for example, the keywords macaron near me um, is roughly around 40,000 requests a month, which shows a good interest from, you know, American markets. <clears throat> and at the time in uh, 2017, there was like, two to three other businesses doing that. So it's a really narrow niche, but in the meantime, uh, there is demand, you know? So that's that, that was like the first step, you know, before to leave. Uh, and then once we arrived here, we, we needed to check, um, okay, what is the market here? What do you guys like as a flavor, as a color and everything? So that's how we started doing farmer's markets at first, you know? to kind of test our product uh, on the lower scale, you know, to, to, to see what people like in here. I mean, one question that comes to my mind is, let's say, you know, anybody has an idea. I mean, you were in France. Um, did you, in, in terms of, you know, starting a business or working in the United States, of course, you know, I'm assuming there's some sort of like, you know, paperwork that you need in order to go from one country to another and start, you know, working or starting a business. Um, I mean, what kind of like, did you kind of just decide, okay, you, <laughs> we want to go to the US, there's enough demand seems to be for macarons based on SEM rush, let's go there and just start the business or like, was there more planning? Like, did you, did you come on like some sort of a business visa or something? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's good, actually, you asked me about that because I think you, as maybe as a foreigner, you have that, uh, you have that uh, challenge as well, and we we had that challenge. So uh, yeah, at first, you know, at the really, really first, we we thought it was impossible to come in the U.S. because from outside of the U.S. or in France, at least, we have that consumption like you know it's really hard to emigrate to the United States or you need like a lot of money or you need someone to hire you, things like that, you know, that's in the culture. So we, at first we thought it was impossible if, even if it was our dream. So we had our visa to go to Chile at first. Mm. We, we were meant to go to America Latina, you know, mm. but uh, at some point we said, okay, let's try it. And uh, the first step was just the three months, uh, um, I would say tourist visa, you know, just to see how it is. Um, test the market, see, you know, just asking questions around, nothing crazy. Um, and um, so the, the route we took was the E2 visa, hmm. uh, which is uh, called investor visa. And um, the investor visa require you, you to actually do what we did, which is test your idea, have some things invested already. Um, you know, it's like uh, they want, once they give you the visa, that the business is ready to go. You know, mm. they don't want to give a visa to someone that you know don't know the market, don't know if it's going to work. They want some, they want to give the visa to someone that already has something almost established. You know, so it's mm. kind of an in between that you have to play. 
um, they ask you to prove that you're serious, to prove that you invested enough. But in the meantime, uh, it's very risky because if they don't give you the visa, you kind of lose what you invested already. So mm -hmm. that's, um, that's yeah, you need to be really motivated to go this route. Okay. What kind of investment did it require? Like uh, half a million dollars? Um, nothing, nothing too crazy, but, uh, you know, usually people come here with 100, 200,000, things like that, you know, and we didn't have that kind of money. Uh, we, we, we saved, uh, uh, you know, we had savings, so that's what we put in the project. But for example, they wanted to make sure, um, originally we had like a local delivery, so we needed to have like a vehicle, um, we had like an office, you need a lease, something like that, that things counts to them uh, to show that, you know, you, you already paid for your lease, you have a lease contract for a few years, things like that, you know. So they don't really require specific items, but they want you, they, they want your project to be um, fulfilled enough, you know, to be already um, committed, kind of. That's actually the word they use is a committed fund. Like you need to have funds that are already committed into your project to show okay. that you are serious. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. So basically, they're looking for a business plan and and some sort of a financial commitment that you know it's not like you know uh, that you're going there just just to uh, you know stay and get a job and things like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want you to commit your funds to your project. They don't uh, want like to see just a business plan with, uh, I would say, a bank account number, and that's it. No, they want <clears throat> to see actual investment. They want uh, to see actual things that you already uh, did for that business, showing that you are committed to it. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the definition of entrepreneurship, right? So, so you, you know, you're, you're an engineer and your wife was doing something else and, you know, you had this idea and you kind of went all in. There's, you know, um, an aspect of risk there but of course you know, there's you know if it works there's a reward there so i mean i would say that's kind of the definition of entrepreneurship it's like taking the risk um but knowing but but it's a calculated risk it's not you know completely uncalculated as well um yeah when you um so, so, so you, you said that initially you kind of launched in the farmer's market. Can you talk a little bit about those early days? So in terms of, I think, the startup cost, it's not really huge, uh, you know, because this is bakery. So, you know, you're kind of, you know, you can create small badges uh, on your own. Uh, can you talk about those early days about how you kind of got the business started and how you got your first customers? Yes. So the beginning, beginning was really, the idea was to get the product in front of as many people as we can. So even if, before the farmer's market, uh, we kind of used uh, the app called Meetup. I don't know if you know the, this app. So yes. it's like an app that you can meet people about a topic, a specific topic. So we kind of popped, uh, uh, we just show up on some, some, some meetings that people had and we said, okay, we're coming with free pastries and we just want your feedbacks in return. Uh, so we bring like lots of different things um, because in the beginning um, it was, we didn't know macarons was such a big, big thing in the US, you know, we, we kind of didn't know. So we bring a few different pastries uh, and that's when we understood that the macarons were pretty famous in the US. So we said, okay, let's focus first on the macarons and now let's go to farmer's markets to see before even to go online, we needed to, uh, um, 
know what is the taste like you know do you like salty taste you like uh, i know chocolate fruits what is the vibe you know around this so we did those uh costa mesa newport beach malibu a couple months um to get feedbacks again and in the meantime we were uh, building the website uh, according to feedbacks you know um and yeah so that's how we actually we use that step to really i would say uh, tailor our product what I call, you know, the most valuable product, which is MVP kind of. Hmm. So we really tailored the colors and the flavors. And then once we were sure that, okay, this is our best seller, people like, I don't know, pistachio, chocolate, all that, we're going to make website focused on that. Uh, and then we started online in parallel uh, of the farmer's markets. To me, it almost seems like, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, your value proposition. So of course I'm on your website and, you know, one big value proposition is, you know, uh, handcrafted by real French chefs, right? So that's that's yeah. kind of the value proposition. But I think the, the value proposition, the real value proposition of your business is really that online delivery, quick online delivery aspect of it. So this is in a way, it's really the, uh, the delivery business rather than, you know, a, a pastry business. Um, is this, I mean... Uh, uh, is the product, is the shelf life of the product long enough that it, it's okay for, you know, for it to be traveling uh, three days, um, you know, uh, you know, shipping uh, to the customer? Yeah. Um, does it, uh, you know, can you talk a little bit about that logistics process? You know, is there a risk for, you know, the, the items to get bad or get, you know, crushed in the delivery process and things like that? How do you manage that? Yeah, that was the first real, real challenge because in the first place, remember we were at uh, farmer's market, so it was direct to customer, you know. Uh, we were selling products directly to them and giving them, you know, hand by hand to them. And once we went online, shipping was really the biggest challenge. So the first thing we did is, <clears throat> okay, let's see how the competitors do it. So we ordered uh, a couple uh, uh, websites and kind of see what everyone does best. And we kind of picked on each to, you know, to build our own shipping method. So we see, okay, this one had, a, I don't know, a bubble cushion, this one had an insulated bag. Okay, this one had ice packs, or this one do this, this one. And we kind of picked what we liked on each and kind of made like a custom solution to us. Um, and yeah, the beginning was uh, challenging because really, we don't know what type of shipping methods to use. We don't know what carrier to use. Uh, but over time, we kind of perfected it. Um, we also ship fresh, you know, nothing frozen. So everything you order on our website, page3.com, you receive fresh items. They are handcrafted just for you. So it's not like we have something in stock, you know, waiting to be shipped and stuff. No, we really do it for you. And that also helps in the process. So. Nowadays, uh, we, we have, you know, all these multiple shipping options. You can do even next day air if you have an event tomorrow, uh, or you can do three days. And that's what we usually do, three days. Uh, and that's that's perfectly fine now. And just in case, we also put in place like the freshness warranty, you know, because we stand by our products. So if you if there is anything happening, because, yeah, those are fragile cookies. So we are aware of that. Um, but over the years, with our experience, they arrive in 99.9% .9 of the case perfectly and in case they do not we send you a free replacement 
So over the years with the experience and you know taking in the beginning from competitors, uh, we were able to craft something that works perfectly for us. Can you talk a little bit about your customers? Um, are is, are your customers looking more because I'm assuming that like in a bigger city place, there are probably shops that carry macarons and you know people can easily access that. Are your customers mostly in locations? Uh, that you know that you know maybe smaller places where they may not have this product, or um, are your customers also more of kind of the luxury uh, you know luxury more you know high income segment where you know it's much easier for them to spend a little bit more on the shipping uh, and mm -hmm. and have it and have it delivered at home rather than you know just going to a bakery shop and picking it up. Can you talk a little bit about your customers? Yes, so our customers, we have we have a couple audience. So the first one is like uh, gifts. So people just want to send like a special gift. Uh, for example, uh, um, your son or your daughter is just starting college and she's not usually she's not in the same place as you. So she's in a different state. Mm -hmm. You can you can send this gift to them. You know, wishing them good luck or even for happy birthdays and stuff like that. So that's that's really a first one. Um, you send gift to someone that is not physically with you. So that's that's the first point. We also have an audience that is for events, uh, like weddings, baby showers, uh, corporate events as well, um, all sorts of events. And sometimes they are in a remote location, like in a hotel or you know, different venue. So that's that as well. Uh, we also have people that uh, want to try them out, you know, they've heard a lot about Parisian macarons, they never tried some, so, you know, they want to treat themselves, maybe uh, because they had like a good moment, like, a, I don't know, newborn or something in their career, and they want to celebrate, so they get done for themselves. Um, and yeah, and about their location, uh, yeah, in big cities, you have options, yeah, about macarons, that's true. But the thing is, when you look in terms of pricing, since we have free shipping over $59 and even free express shipping over $89, um, it's really almost the same offer, you know, because you have to take your car and go to the place and then take them back. Or if you plan enough, you order on Tuesday and get them on Friday. So mm -hmm. it's a very, you know, it's, it's uh, we are kind of in a competition with your local businesses as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all about convenience. Um, I mean, that that brings me to my next question. I mean, this it seems like the business model works. Um, the business model of having pastries delivered to your home, like that's that's kind of the value proposition. Do you do you think about kind of adding on on this value proposition, like adding more products or more, um, you know, sweets or even, you know, other kind of snacks and things like that? Um, to um, uh, to kind of grow uh, grow the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pastries. I called it pastries, especially because we want to have some more in the future. Um, uh, now we have preps as well that we vacuum seal and we ship it fresh as well. Uh, we want to do uh, what's called Madeleine. You know, it's like a little uh, cake specifically from France. Uh, yeah, the idea is to really offer like um, an authentic panel of French pastries. That's the idea, you know, maybe in five, 10 years to have 
representative panel of what we do best in France about pastries. So that's the idea to grow. And we also want to make sure that whatever you need for macarons, we got your back. For example, we just purchased um, a macaron printer so we can print logos in full color or whatever logo you need or whatever you know drawing you need. We can now do it for you. We have a big event coming uh, in September and they wanted like, uh, you know, they are their logo printed. So it's a corporate uh, event and they wanted the, their logo on, uh, you know, 1500 macarons. Now we're going to be able to do that. Uh, uh, we can do like a logo for your wedding or uh, it's a boy, it's a girl, whatever you need. We, we, we can have that now. So I want to make sure that whatever the needs of the customer are in terms of macarons, we can do them for, we can do that for them, you know. So with that printer, we will be able to add uh, one more, you know, one more thing to our panel. Um, and once I'm sure that we cover everything about the macarons, uh, we're going to move on to another product because developing another product is, you know, it's time consuming. So I want to make sure first that we control the whole, uh, we can give you satisfaction to whatever you need in terms of macarons, perhaps, and then, you know, go, go step by step on this. That is that is really awesome. I think the printer idea it's, it should be really appealing to like corporate kind of customers, right? To have the logo and and I think it it really adds to the uh, to the look and feel of that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also ask you know for specific colors like uh, custom colors for their they are launching like you know um, specific makeups. So to have the matching macarons with their logo and matching colors, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be very good looking. Uh, in terms of manufacturing, are, is your wife still the kind of the main chef, the one creating these products, or are you kind of slowly thinking about as you're bringing in more volumes to like hire more of professional kitchen or have your own professional kitchen managed by you know uh, your wife and then other people working there uh, creating these products? Yes. So for now we are so we are located in Finland, California. We have our own. Um, uh, commercial kitchen and uh, we hire help but usually it's during the peak season we don't want to grow too fast because we want to keep the control over quality for now 100 percent of our products is really handcrafted by us nobody else you know enter into the process so it's really a french chef that does that so it's either me or my wife most of the time it's my wife and i'm taking care of you know the business online but um but yeah, we we don't want to grow too fast for volume. We want to make sure quality is really met at first. So, um, and you know, if it's, it, I, I know sometimes people want to grow fast, but for us, we want to we want to stay small as long as we can, kind of. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, in terms of your competition, you know, you 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 mentioned that you know you do consider the local shops your competition. Uh, but in terms of this business model itself, you know, to be able to deliver uh, these kind of pastries uh, through uh, online, you know, through through mail, uh, do you see other competitors, other businesses kind of coming into the same space? Do you see more competition uh, in the sense of new businesses trying to have similar offerings uh, online? Yes, yes. Unfortunately for us, but yeah, we, we see a lot more competition, especially after COVID, I think, because people realize that uh, 
uh, online that was like a big big market even for macarons uh, before the covid you know lots of um, uh, local bakery had to close down and they were without uh, revenue uh, and that's when actually we grow really fast during covid because people turned uh, directly to online since they, they weren't able to visit you know their local store so all of their customer kind of went to us and other online competitors and nowadays i can see that there is a lot more local shops that invest invest into uh, uh, online stores as well but um but the, remember the shipping challenge is still here so all of these local bakeries will have to face that challenge because selling direct to customer at your local shop is really a totally different business than shipping you know to the other side of the country so there is this challenge as well but yeah online i can see lots more competition since covid um how do you how do you uh think about you know as as you have new competition in the market how do you think about you know competing in the market or or staying kind of top of mind to the customer or you know um not kind of losing your market share or or share of wallet to the to the competition like what are you doing to make sure that you know when a customer is looking for uh, a macaron online that the number one that they see your shop come up in the searches and then number two if there's like five shops come up that are doing the same thing that are delivering uh, to the customer that you know they they go to your shop rather than like one of the competitors mm -hmm. we since the beginning in 2017 i really try to rely only on seo most of the time on seo so it's I want to make sure that uh, our website is visible organically on Google and do not depend on ads, you know, paid advertisement. Either Google or Facebook, of course, we do that. Uh, in the beginning, it was much, much less expensive than today. But especially today, now you see that all the ads are very expensive because there is lots of competition. It's almost even more important to be visible online organically. That means that, for example, uh, I try to cover everything about macarons. So if you type anything like um, uh, why macarons are why are macarons so expensive, we might pop on the first top results. Uh, you're trying to find out if uh, can I freeze macarons, uh, how can I store macarons, all these kind of questions. I want to cover them all. Uh, so you know, people when they research about those, even if they are not ready to buy it at least we'd be in their mind, you know, we, we'd be there as a reference. So that's our strategy to really uh, cover everything about a topic like macarons or crepes. And for the next projects, we do the same. We want to make sure we answer all of your questions. And that's how we stay, uh, we stay visible. And you do all that content marketing yourself or do you have like uh, help uh, that creates some of those content? Uh, no, so I write uh, all of these uh, blog posts. Uh, so yeah, we kind of do a lot of time. We are just two person, but we do a lot of different stuff. So maybe at some point I would need some help uh, because yeah, I can't be everywhere. But yeah, I try to, uh, since I guess, you know, as a French chef as well, we, we have our own value to that. So we have a specific approach. So, um, you know, if I find someone online to write about this, um you know they, they they wouldn't have the the knowledge to to share specific tips you know 
So that's why I have to write it. That's awesome. Uh, so in terms of your marketing, it seems like you've kind of um, invested a lot of your time creating these content pieces that are kind of driving your SEO. Uh, what what else are you doing? Any other kind of marketing? Like, are you doing any kind of video marketing, any kind of social media marketing to to kind of uh, spread the word further? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, on Instagram, we had a really good years. Uh, we, we are over 100,000 on Instagram. So uh, at the time of COVID, especially even before that, we were doing a, a class, like macaron class online uh, through Zoom, actually. And we were sharing, you know, tips uh, uh, because macarons, as you might know, is a very big challenge to make. Uh, so we were sharing all kinds of tips. And that's how we we created like a buzz um, online on Instagram. Um, so we're using that. We also using, of course, you know, the email and SMS marketing um, for, you know, newsletters and new flavors coming every week. Um, we have Labor Day coming this weekend. So this is another, you know, opportunity to uh, to share on that. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, digital marketing such as email, SMS, and we also do on Instagram. I tried on TikTok, but um, maybe I'm too old yet. I don't know. I, I don't understand it yet. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. I think every every social platform has its kind of like uh, unique thing that you have to, the unique crack that you have to code. It has nothing to do with age. Like I think there's a lot of older people are also very successful, but uh, yeah. yeah, you have to figure out the, the algorithm. Um, yeah. So, um, I had a question. Um, in terms of your sales channel, you are primarily shipping through your website. Are there any other sales channels? Are you using are you using any sort of partnerships with third, you know, third party, uh, you know, uh, vendors and so forth? Yeah. So mainly, it's really a website. Uh, so we have the regular products, but we also have subscriptions on our website. So you can subscribe and you know receive like new flavors every month. And we also have a store on Etsy and Amazon. But this is really, uh, I would say, side side business. Uh, I try to be on point on these, but since the fees are different, the products are higher, you know, more expensive for the customers. So I always try to redirect everyone to our main channels and the online stores uh, because it's kind of a win-win. You know, the product is less expensive on our website because we pay less fees and also the customers get to subscribe to our newsletter. So we get, you know, emails and SMS and in return, they get like seven macarons free added to their order. So even if we have other sales channels, I always try to redirect to uh, to our own website because we can control the hundred percent of it, you know, uh, where Etsy or, you know, Amazon, they take like fees on top of your sales. And um, one day, if they decide that they can, you know, delete your listings, and yeah, yeah it's not it's, it's not the case on our website, so that's why. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, I'm assuming that your business kind of makes um, really good for repeat purchases. So you know, if a customer has already purchased once, and they are in your system, like in your email marketing system. Um, I think it's it's a it's an easy way to kind of send out an email, you know, remind people, you know, of macarons, and a certain percentage are going to order again from your site. Uh, do you see a lot of repeat purchases? Do you see 
email marketing to be a good driver of repeat purchases? Yes, yes. Together, uh, SMS and email and push. We have also push marketing. Okay. Um, all these, I would say, um, maybe 20% of, of the monthly sales. So it's really, uh, it's really a, kind of our first, uh, uh, first sales, you know, first sales challenge, I would say. Um, that's why we, and that's already challenging for us because we want to bring something new every week, for example, a new flavor. Uh, now with that new printer, we're going to, uh, we're going to do something really cool every week. Maybe we're going to do like a, a specific macarons pack about like a Netflix show, a new Netflix show, or, uh, you know, we've printed, um, uh, characters on it or a new movie or, you know, it can be a lot of fun, a lot of creativity. And uh, that's what works best with emails marketing. You know, when you have something cool to share, not just to kind of remind people that you, you are here, but uh, to bring something new to the table and say, oh, this is, this is the new show on Netflix. And you have this limited version of Stranger Things, Macarons, for example, you know? Hmm. So, so yeah, that's, that's a good way to keep your audience activated. Um, and then when the big season's coming, like Black Friday and, uh, and Christmas, uh, you know, since you already talk to your audience all, all year long, they are more likely to, to buy for you, from you, you know, when Christmas arrives, for example. Do you, um, have you done any kind of PR or press release, press uh, release play? Because I'm assuming that if you do a proper um, PR campaign around like, you know, any holidays, especially December kind of a season when people are, you know, doing a lot of gifting and things like that. I think that that could work, that could really drive your sales. But with that, I think you'll have to do a lot of pre-planning as well. <laughs> because if you yeah. get a lot of orders, you'll have, you know, you'll have to figure out a way to fulfill them. And I think if there's only one person kind of managing the kitchen, I think that will be very difficult. Yeah, but that's a good problem to have, I guess. So, you know, if that happens, we're gonna have to figure it out real quick. But yeah, we did, we did, um, we did some PR. Uh, my big problem maybe is that I don't like to to pay for advertising this kind of stuff. I I I, I hate to pay for that because sometimes you are not sure about the results uh, if you get uh, gonna get a return on investment. And since we are still a small business, even so we're, we are very successful, we are a two-person business. And I want to make sure that every penny that we spend uh, have a good chance, you know, to bring back something. So usually what we do, and that's what works so far, is the beginning we were sending free products. So we say, um, for example, um, I approach someone, uh, I approach like a website like Inc, Inc.com, you know, it's a big website mm -hmm. uh, for, or Business Insider. And I try to find the, the writers and I try to find their Instagram. And then I send them like a DM or, you know, saying, oh, this is us. We can send you free macarons. This is authentic. No pressure, no nothing. Just let us know what you think and everything. And then you create like a good interaction and, and then they're going to write a piece for you. And this is without paying anything. Or if you check online, uh, for example, if you type SEMrush pastries, case study, um, they they came to us uh, from from their location on the East Coast. They fly over to us to to take a movie mm. uh, about us to to you know to kind of share our, our story. 
Um, and they did that twice already. We have a very good relationship with them and they, they shared you know, on their website how we succeeded with our methodology and with our business. Uh, and that was the same thing. I reached out uh, um, and, and you know, we had a good feeling and then they came over and, you know, and such like that. So that's usually how I approach things. Um, I like to approach people saying, hey, we can send you some free stuff. Just, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, uh, yeah. But I never really had to like pay, you know, press to write about us. So maybe we would have more advertising, like more buzz around us if I did, but it's like something that I don't like to do. I prefer to approach it, you know, on the sideways. So no, that 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 makes a lot of sense. I think, I mean, I think it's I think it may I mean I personally don't see a harm in, you know testing the idea out and see what's what's the ROI. Like if you if you pay a, a PR company, let's say, you know, whatever they charge, ten thousand dollars, whatever. And, you know, at the end of it, you uh, you end up making $50,000 as a result of that. Um, I think it's still, I would consider it an investment. So, yeah. yeah, 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 I agree with you. And you need to make sure you track correctly, though. So yeah. you will need to maybe create a custom code uh, that people can use at checkout and make sure this sales is coming from that. That's always Definitely. the, you know, the thing to track, to make sure you can track. Definitely. Um since a big part of your business kind of is dependent on the fulfillment aspect of your product, right? Can you talk a little bit about, and I see on your website, I think right now you're kind of working with uh, UPS uh, for this purpose. So UPS is kind of your you know, carrier partner. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you, how you work that relationship out? Like, do you kind of spend more time on building more partnerships with carriers so that you know maybe your cost is uh, your cost goes down and your you know shipping speed gets faster so for example i'm assuming you know if you see your analytics and you see that you know a lot of 10% of your orders are coming from new york for example let's say um do you find like you know try to build specific carrier relationships in that area so that you know number one you're cost of shipping between New York uh, is lower and then number two you can you can make a value proposition like you know in New York you can get macarons the next day or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah we have a good relationship with UPS they have uh, they have like local reps all around the, the US and uh, you can reach out to them they meet, they meet you and they kind of discuss volume with you. Um, and in terms of areas, it, it works. It, it works like um, you know they have they have three three famous uh, product. They have the three day air, second day air, and next day air. So if you promise them, uh, if you commit yourself to I don't know five hundred orders next day air within a month, um, they're gonna give you a really really good price. The problem is you have to ship always next day air. You know. And on our side, we prefer to keep the choice of for the customers because next day air is very very expensive. Mm -hmm. And since we know uh, with our shipping methods, you can you can go with three days. Uh, we don't want to force people to go into the more expensive. We want to give you the options, you know. Um, so you can pick between the different the different the three different stuff. Uh, and the problem for us then is that we can, we negotiate less amount with UPS because we don't know 
which shipping method is going to be used. We can kind of uh, have a ballpark, you know, but um, but we can say, okay, we're going to have like 400 or 500 a month for next year. No, because it depends on what the customer takes. Um, so yeah, in terms of carriers, we work with USPS, UPS, um, and um, and yeah, it's good to get to keep to to keep the um, I would say the flexibility to people because sometimes people order for big events and they want it you know tomorrow, hmm. you know, um, or if you order you know far away in advance for a gift, you can take the economy shipping, you know. So yeah, that's how we do it. We we just keep it flexible. Who who does the pack the packaging? like for these items to ship yeah that, is that also in-house yeah that's that's me and my wife oh wow. yeah still wow I mean, yeah. that, must, that must take a lot of time <laughs> to do this. that's that's us yeah we have to organize good to make sure for example we ship on mondays and wednesdays so today's okay. tuesday so perfect okay. but yeah mondays tuesdays uh and we try and th- wednesdays and mondays mondays and wednesdays to make sure that it doesn't travel during the weekends. Um, so, so yeah, we make sure, you know, each, each, uh, I would say each task has uh, each, its, its own place to make sure we don't lose too much time. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what is, uh, so I know, I know you mentioned five years down the road, you want to have more products. What is, what is, how do you, where do you see yourself and your business? Like, what is your future vision, let's say five years down the road or so? Um, five years down the road, um, I would say, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, like I said, I want to make sure to cover the whole, you know, macaron area business online. Uh, so I want to make sure whatever you need for macarons, we are here for you. For example, printed colors, different feelings. We can do all that. Once I'm sure we covered all that, we're going to start adding more French pastries. So the idea in five, 10 years is to be really the, the reference online for French pastries. Whatever yeah. French pastries we need, you go to pastries.com. That's kind of the idea. Awesome. In every entrepreneur's journey, there's always mistakes made, lessons learned, failures. Um, since you have started this business uh, as an entrepreneur, what has been some of your kind of, you know, big uh, lessons learned or, you know, a failure, a big failure that you, uh, you know, that, that was kind of a learning experience for you. What did you learn from it? And what can other entrepreneurs learn from your mistakes? Um, so I would say that was on my previous business is um, I, I, I tried to do it all by myself, you know, it's, and I was alone on this business. Uh, yeah. So for example, I'm not a developer. So every time I need some custom things on the my website, I I, I can't learn all the way, you know, because it's mm-hmm. really skilled, you know. So the I would say I would say a good team is the first point. So for us, it's a team of two. We can do whatever we need with two person. Of course, all these development tasks, you know, for the website or you know, things like that, we we can hire punctual help. But um, but yeah, a good team is the first start. Whatever the product, if you have a good team, you'll succeed. Awesome. Now I'm going to move on to our rapid fire segment. In this segment, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions and you have to answer them maybe in a couple of words or a sentence or so. So the first one is one book recommendation for entrepreneurs and why? Um, 
the one called Making Websites Win. Uh, it's because I don't know if you know this one, it's easy to understand and you have like practical examples uh, and easy to apply, you know, directly to your business or website. Awesome. Uh, an innovative product or idea in the current e-commerce, retail, or tech landscape that you feel excited about? Um, Chat GPT, definitely, I guess, like everyone. It's interesting to, for me, it's interesting to know uh, how Google will learn to detect AI-generated articles from real human valuable posts. Since I, you know, I write my own stuff. Uh, and I add value to it, I mm. want to make sure that Google still knows that it's a real human. Mm. So that's really interesting uh, and scary in the meantime. I want to see how it goes. Yeah, I, I hope, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't think chat GPT is going to replace human, um, you know, new human ideas. <laughs> so, I mean, it can, it can regurgitate like, you know, what's already out there, but of course, coming up with new ideas. Yeah, I guess, because there are going to be a lot of AI-generated content up there soon, already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a business or productivity tool or software that you would recommend or a productivity tip? Uh, yeah, I talked about SEMrush already. Uh, yeah. It's the perfect tool to track your SEO efforts. So uh, it's really it's really the good go-to place to uh, improve your SEO search engine optimization. Uh, a startup or business in e-commerce, retail, or tech that you think is currently doing great things? Um, do you know In-N-Out Burgers? Have you been to California? In-N-Out, I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, it's like a family-owned uh, burger place since like 1948, and they don't have franchise. They are still pretty small since they are 70 years in business. They have like 200 stores, so it's big, but I did, they're not like McDonald's, you know. Hmm. And it's family-owned. They control everything. They control the whole chain with quality ingredients. And they also train their own employees. They have like a school and everything. So it's really quality over quantity. So that's why I, I like them. Definitely. I think uh, quality always matters in a business setting. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a peer entrepreneur or business person whom you look up to or someone who inspires you? That was the hard one that I don't, I don't <laughs> have one in mind because I think these days, um, you know, we don't have Bill Gates or, or Steve Jobs these days, you know. There is so many competitors, so many new businesses. Everyone does their little stuff on their own. So, um, yeah, I don't have anyone in mind for this one. Sorry. <laughs> Final question, best business advice you ever received or you would give to other entrepreneurs? Um, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Definitely, that's that's kind of the, 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 the daily motto of an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Either, either, you win, either, either you win or you learn. Well, Anthony, that's those exactly were- That's exactly that. Yeah, well, uh, those were all the questions that I had. Thank you so much for joining me today at Trip Talks. And um, if anybody wants to buy uh, any of your macarons or or crepes, where where can they find you? Uh, so yeah, our website pastries.com, p-a-s-t-r-e-e-z.com. Uh, so you can buy macarons for your events, gifts, and everything. And any question, we also have a live chat uh, button. 
And as you know, that's going to be me behind it. So okay. you can talk directly to me on your live chat on our website. Awesome. I mean, it seems like you're you're wearing so many different hats, but I think that that's uh, important. Well, Anthony, thank you so much uh, for for your time today. I know you're busy, but and but uh, I appreciate you joining me today at Trip Talk and sharing your story. So thanks again for for your time, and really appreciate and wish you all the best. Thank you, Sushant. Yep, that was a real pleasure too. Good question, good answer. We had a good time. Awesome.